Welcome to the Newtown Big Dreams Podcast, an interview-style talk show that's your gateway to the fabulous and fascinating people who relocated to start a new life. Whether you're new to our podcast or your city, our fellow neighbors from across Canada, North America, and the entire English-speaking world share their stories of reaching new horizons and big dreams. So sit back and relax as we navigate in-depth and intimate conversations with entrepreneurs, thought leaders, executives, creatives, and anyone who can share their story about their new town, Big Dreams. And now, here's your host, Luke J. Menkes. So, Sarah, you came to Kelowna in 2004. Uh, tell us the story of how you got to Kelowna. Uh, we came to Kelowna in 2004, me and my now husband. Uh, we came for the winter, and mm. we're still here. So you came for a vacation? Um, no, actually, we came to work at Big White. Oh. Um, we had been in Vancouver, and we needed, we couldn't stay in Vancouver. So we wanted to find a place that fits sort of our criteria. So we honestly looked at a map and Kelowna was close to the outdoors. It was close to a big airport, mm-hmm. not too big, but not too small. Right. So we came up for the winter and yeah, that was in 2004 and we're still here. So uh, you got a job at Big White and then you decided you loved it so much that you're not going to leave. Was that it? Or did no, you it's know just, you were going to be permanent? No, we had no idea. It was right. just one of those, we're still here. So yeah. it obviously seemed to work out and... Yeah, we've enjoyed living here, and we haven't really had a reason to leave, I guess, versus... Right. Yeah. Do you, um, do you still work at Big White? Uh, no, I worked there for a little while, and then moved on, and worked for... Actually, I was a dispatcher for Big White, mm-hmm. uh, Ski Patrol, and then I actually became a dispatcher for 911, Emergency Services. Wow. I did that for quite a few years until I had my kids, and then after my daughter, I switched and then still worked for the regional district, but um, more Monday to Friday... Eight to four timeline rather than shift. Right. What uh, what was that like being an emergency operator? Was it stressful? Did you hear some pretty crazy things, or was it? Yeah, you definitely hear some pretty crazy things. It was um, some moments are stress- stressful, but I don't know. You just learn to yeah. do it. Some people can do it, and other can't. I loved it. Uh, the only thing I didn't mm. like was the night shifts. So mm. after a while, they. But some people are able to do night shifts no problem. Yeah, it just depends on everyone. It's a little bit different. I'm curious, was it uh, a lot of like waiting around and then something you get this frantic call or was no, it con- constant? It was usually call? fairly constant. Yeah. And then sometimes it was really crazy. And then other times it would slow down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I've worked uh, some night shifts before. And if there's stuff happening, I, I don't mind it too much. But, you know, if it gets kind of quiet, it's pretty hard for me to stay awake. So, yeah. But it, you, you say it was pretty, pretty steady. Yeah, I mean, it would slow down around like four, like three, four in the morning. It would definitely be quieter than the rest of the time, but yeah. there was usually enough going on. And was it all kinds of stuff like medical emergencies, violence? Like we just, I did police dispatch. Police, yeah, yeah. So it was police calls. So it was mostly like fights, altercations. Would you say or? anything? I think the weirdest call I ever had was some mm. lady wanting to know the answer to a crossword puzzle. <laughs> really. Like, yeah. Was, just, she, was she intoxicated? No, she was just elderly, and I don't think she knew who else to call. Like, she was honestly stuck on her puzzle, and she really wanted to figure it out. So she... And you're the only person answering us. the phone, probably, <laughs> yeah. at that time. Wow. Mm-hmm. So did you solve the puzzle? No, or? I had no idea. It was, <laughs> yeah. It was not our job, so unfortunately, I had to... Yeah. Right. So you've got a really cool concept called the local gift card. Yes. I've heard a little bit about it, but... Um, Many of our listeners, I'm sure, have not heard about it yet. 
So tell us about the local gift card. Yeah, it's a brand new business. Um, we actually just launched the gift cards the other week. Mm-hmm. And what it is, is one gift card that you can use at multiple different businesses. Mm-hmm. So as long as a business is locally owned um, and they become part of the program, then they can accept the gift card. So it means that someone can get a gift card for $20 or $50, say, and you use $20 at one of the locations mm-hmm. and then go and use it at another business and use $30 at that business. Wow. And does it tie into the, um, the machines that people... Yep. Yeah. So, yeah. so it's just programmed. Yep. So there's no additional work for the retailer or the business owner. Right. They just swipe it just like they would a credit card. Right. Um, and it'll say balance $8.42 yeah. or whatever it is. Yeah. And it'll let them know their balance. And, and you can top it up. No, you can't top it up yet. We okay. hope eventually to be able to do that. Um, it's a little bit more fancy technology, mm-hmm. I guess you could say, than just so these unfortunately right now are single load. Right. Um, but we are actually asking people once they have used them and they've spent them to leave them with the retailer or the business that they maxed out at, and we will actually recycle them. Okay. We don't want them to end up in the landfill. We found a way that we can actually recycle the spent cards. Right. So let's say I've got $3 left, but I buy something for $3.78. Can I give cash for the balance or debit yeah, card? Yeah, you totally can. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. So there's no like situation where you've got like 48 cents and nope. you're going out these stores and nobody has anything for 48, yeah, for 48 cents. Like, cents most so you can use it up, totally use it up and then pay yeah. the rest in cash or debit or whatever. Yeah. And that's yeah. almost the hope too for some of the businesses is that you will go in and you'll buy something that is more than the gift card. So you use the right. gift card and then... A little bit more into their store, but any gift card that's used in a business, they get that money. Right. So neat. So, um, where, how many stores approximately do you have now? Right now, we have close to 40, just under 40. Very nice. Mm-hmm. And can we buy these cards at those 40 retailers, or is there a special place we have to go to get the cards? There is a special place you have to go to cards. Um, we have an agreement with Kelowna Tickets, their oh, okay. enterprise. And they're nice because they have a huge parking lot right in front and it's free. They're fairly centrally located for all the different areas of town. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can also, starting hopefully this week, or I guess probably by now, um, get them online. Very nice. So I want to put the links to um, Kelowna Tickets and then your website. Hopefully mm-hmm. it's uh, ready. Yes. Um, we're a few weeks behind with production. So this is actually the 111th interview I've done. Nice. And uh, today we'll be releasing episode 68. Okay. So it's a little bit of catch up to do. Yeah. But by the time we get to you, hopefully that website is live. That'd be great. Yeah, the web's, web's, website itself is live. We're just waiting for bank approval for uh, the e-commerce side to I be see. live. That could take a little time in my experience. Do you have a rough idea? I'm hoping this week. Oh. It was supposed to be last week. So. Okay. Very nice. Mm-hmm. So, um, you it, you mentioned that uh, you learned firsthand the struggles that small business owners face. This this is the reason why you wanted to develop this program. Tell yes. us how this is helpful. The um, small business. Well, for me, I had a retail store for three years downtown Kelowna mm-hmm. called Unless Market, and the reason I started it actually was to support local vendors mm. so that we supply the store as much as possible with local products um, and also had a strong eco side. But the biggest reason I started was for support local. Mm. So when I had my store and I had to decide whether to buy like the fancy gift cards rather than just, you know, a piece of paper that we get mm. printed or whatever, um, I was surprised first at how much they cost 
to do. And then I also realized at that point, and through most of my store, I only sold gift cards to existing clients. Mm -hmm. So it was very rare that someone would come in off the street. I actually remember the first time it did happen. I was like, whoa. How did, like, that's awesome. Like someone just came in off the street. I don't even know who they are. And they bought a gift card. Mm. Um, so that's where the idea came from is that I wish there was a card that I could do like the mall, like mm-hmm. the mall has a gift card and you can go to any store in the mall and use it. I see. So it's the same concept, but for locally owned businesses. Cause I think they really need the support and yeah. Yeah. If we're not careful, we're going to lose more and more of them. Yeah. It's very true. What do you think the biggest challenge is facing small business, <laughs> small <laughs> retailers? Biggest challenge? I mean, is it Walmart and, and Amazon? Um, I think that plays a role, but also too, especially if you're a newer business, like just getting the word out that you even exist. Mm-hmm. It's not always easy trying to pick what type of advertising to do. And if you decide to go with radio or something, it's a very big investment. Mm-hmm. And a lot of small business owners don't have that or hesitant to even try that because that's a lot of money at the door. So um, one thing we did try to do with this program too is price it so that mostly anybody can be a part of it. Um, we even have it set up so that a vendor at the farmer's market, if they're home-based business, they're solopreneur, um, they can get it, they can be connected. They can be part of the card program Mm -hmm. and, um, for really, yeah, yeah, less than a hundred bucks a year. So then they can be listed on the directory and then have the, um, everyone who's part of it gets a little sticker that sort of says that they accept the card so Mm -hmm. that hopefully people will be walking around the farmer's market with one in their pocket and they'd be like, Hey. I'm going to get that because most people will spend gift card money on something extra or bonus or something they wouldn't normally do or try something new. So that is the hope that people will use those gift card money to Mm -hmm. try something new and then hopefully come back to that person because they've tried it. So your market um, that you had on Bernard, your goal was to support local business from Mm -hmm. the start. Yes. Is there something in your past or some reason that makes you um, so supportive? naturally supportive of local business no i don't think so i think Mm -hmm. part of it's just the green nerd in me like the closer Mm -hmm. we buy things to ourselves and the more we support there's generally um yeah less shipping and less waste and right less fuel for shipping less yeah and people seem to care a little bit more about like the products that they carry Mm -hmm. and that kind of thing so yeah i don't really know what started the you just always kind of been that way Mm -hmm. i think too um the environmental impact is huge for sure. But I think economically, it's actually good, too, for oh, the city. It's way better for right? the city, because economically. If, if I work in the city, and I can make a little more money, then I can spend a little more money. And then other people can make a little more money. Yes. So it's really good for the city. If everybody's sitting at home, ordering everything online, then, you know, it's, it's yes. not going to really be sustainable. No. No, they've shown, too, like, the more sustainable a city is on itself that it can get the products that it needs within its community, the better off it is for everybody. Mm-hmm. So I think, yeah, we want to make sure we keep those unique stores and businesses. Mm-hmm. Do you have a goal to have a certain number of stores or additional features on the card? Um, eventually, I would like to have it reloadable mm-hmm. so that um, there's less waste that way. Um, and then I guess otherwise, no, my original goal was to have a hundred businesses before we even launched, but mm-hmm. just things happen and gets busy and yeah. So, but I'm very happy to have close to 40 and yeah, I just want it to be as big as it needs to be just, yeah. The more people that support local and shop local and mm-hmm. I think the better off we are. So yeah, I'd really like this card to be sort of the go-to 
um, gift card. Gift card. Site. Yeah. So if people want a gift card, then they can get this card rather than. Is it pretty easy for a business to sign up? Oh, very easy. Yeah. They can even just go to our website actually, and they can do the whole thing in one sitting and they can set up their profile. So, and they have full access to their listing online too. So they can mm-hmm. change it whenever they want. Um, we've got an events page on there too, trying to get people to, so the small businesses often have little events and it's hard to get the word out that they're having those events. So mm-hmm. even events page, hoping to let people know what is going on. And yeah. Right. right. Um, what is your website? Our website is thelocalgiftcard.ca. Great. Was there anything else you wanted to talk about today? I mean, I covered everything that I wanted to ask you. No, I think that. Okay, great. So um, maybe just tell us one more time, like, why this is so important that people get your gift card and that retailers sign up. Um, I think it's so important for our local economy. I think mm-hmm. the more money we keep in our community, the better off we are. Mm-hmm. And I think the more money we spend at the small, unique retailers and businesses, um, yeah, the better off everyone is. Just a nice circle goes around. Fantastic. So, Sarah, who would you like to nominate to come on the show? Um, I think I'd like to nominate Megan Shallow. Nice. How do you spell her name? Megan, M-E-G-A-N, mm-hmm. and then Shallow, S-H-A-L-L-O-W. Okay. And what does Megan do? Megan has B&L Media, and she is also a huge local supporter of local businesses. Um, she helps them sort of get on social media if they're not already. And if they are, just helps it take it to the next level to help get the word out that they exist. And she's an awesome local advocate. Fabulous. Okay. Well, Sarah, thanks so much for your time today. No problem. I appreciate it. It was a short uh, conversation, but Mm -hmm. I'm definitely going to check out the local gift card and um, I'm going to be buying it for people for presents. Sounds great. In the future and clients. So thank you. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Newtown Big Dreams podcast with your host, Luke Menkes, and his authentic guests. And we love our listeners and hope you subscribe now to learn more about the amazing journeys of our incredible guests who relocated to find a new town, big dreams. And remember, make your dreams big.